Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Jason and Ken's Six Pack. Presented by Weathermaster Windows. Get top-rated windows with a lifetime guarantee for under $215. Visit WMWindow.com and get an estimate in 60 minutes or less. Inside access to what the boys are drinking. <laughs> I mean, thinking. 1057 our six pack today are our six pack of ravens advantages against the chiefs and ryan let's get started number six i put this one higher but i just think the chiefs uh, especially their main guys have been here before so i have home field advantage at six i i just and and we talked with carrington harrison about this they do have a jumping tackle but uh, I don't foresee six false starts and a delay a game, but still a significant home field advantage. Yeah, some of these at the back end, I wasn't sure where to put them. I uh, will get the home field in a minute. My six was just rest slash health. Um, the Ravens have played, duh, one fewer postseason game than the Chiefs have had to. The Ravens uh, were wrapped up with the uh, Texans before the Chiefs played what was a much tougher four-quarter game on the road at Buffalo. And it sounds like Andrews and uh, Marlin are back. I, I'm Look, I don't think Willie Gay's playing in this game. And it doesn't sound like Joe Tooney is either. Um, so I think those are obviously advantages for the, for the Ravens. Number five. Five's where I put home field. If this was a lesser quarterback, if this was a lesser offensive operation, if this was someone other than Andy Reid controlling the headsets, um, then I would say, you know what? You could rattle them more. You could make a difference. And five yards here or there is a big deal and will be a big deal. And it will make the Chiefs' process more difficult. But comparatively speaking to some of the other advantages they have and because of who they're facing, like – they did play a Super Bowl in the other team's home stadium mm-hmm. against that team. Yes. I mean, that happened. Yes, it did. COVID, I was there. Though. <laughs> huh? COVID, though. Mm-hmm. wasn't a full house. I was there. It was a <laughs> decidedly Bucks crowd. Oh, cool. it, was a, it was basically a Bucks home game. Uh, it was not a normal, static, weird, sort of split Super Bowl environment. So I put it at five. My five isn't, and I have confidence that Todd Munkin is going to be able to utilize this, but the combination of Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews at tight end against this defense, I just, I am looking forward now that, now that they, he's got to be sure he knows Likely is a thing. And Mark Andrews is running around to practice like he seems to be ready to go. These two tight ends, I, I think, can make some hay against that defense. Number four. Four is the running game against the Chiefs, and and we saw Buffalo with both uh, uh, Cook and Allen be able to run the football against the Chiefs this past week. I think the Ravens are going to have some success on the ground against the Chiefs. Four, I went with um, red zone. Uh, Kansas City red zone offense, 19th this season. Baltimore's second best red zone defense. Ravens, top six red zone offense. Chiefs, 10th in the red zone. 
But if you take Willie Gay out of that equation, especially against a team like Baltimore where the quarterback has to be defended differently, and he's been such a big part of their red zone brilliance, and I'm assuming the guy who would spy him is not playing in this game, um, that to me is pretty significant, and I think that's it. That's money. That's Those are the money downs. I think yeah. both these teams are going to be able to run the ball through the 20s. Who finishes drives in the red zone? Right now, the Ravens, across the board, are a better red zone team. Yeah, Jason, I'm with you. And that that's what makes this Ravens team so good is you look at a lot of key categories, third down, points per game, red zone. They're top 10 offensively and defensively in all three of those categories, and that's why they, a big reason why they've had as good a year as they have. We are doing the six-pack of Ravens advantages, and let's continue. Number three. Three for me is multiplicity in the run game. Greg Roman's gone, but a lot of what he implemented is still here, just not utilized to the same degree. But the Chiefs didn't play these guys this year. There's a lot of new parts with the Chiefs, and the Ravens remain, from a run game standpoint, still very difficult to defend. And the way Justice Hill stepped into that sort of Mr. Outside role, and and we know what Gus can do finishing drives. We think Lamar is going to run the ball. I can't imagine Lamar doesn't run the ball 12, 13, 14 Mm -hmm. times in this game. That's going to be a handful for them. They can run with the fullback. They can run at a heavy. They can run at a light boxes with three wide receivers on the field. That multiplicity is a factor. Uh, my three is the ultimate chess piece on defense, and he came out of last week's game healthy. Kyle Hamilton. They they, they haven't faced something like this, and quite frankly, and, and Jason, credit to you, there's never been a guy like this. So much so that people question whether or not he could be this. Credit this Bobby look. D. Because yeah. Bobby D is the one who said it first. Yeah. Uh, like, this guy is an absolute unicorn, and he's he looks as healthy as he's going to be at this point. Uh, I think that they that this is uh, going to be something where he's going to have a big hand in Travis Kelsey, a big hand at the line of scrimmage. They have not faced a Kyle Hamilton this year. Number two. Number two, and we talked about this earlier, Buffalo-Miami didn't have linebackers. Their linebackers stunk. They go from that to facing arguably the best pair of linebackers in football, and one's a first-team All-Pro, one's a second-team All-Pro. That's Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. That's a huge, significant advantage. Yeah, two, I just went with Mike McDaniel on a shape, Mike McDonald, and a shape-shifting defense. Uh, It's Kyle Hamilton's a part of that. It's being able to win on rundowns with three linebackers on the field, win on passing downs with two. It's the way he disguises his scheme and and the way it's very difficult to pick up where that blitz is coming from. He's got four different guys I think he trusts explicitly as slot blitzers. It's it's all that sort of full arsenal and the way he deploys it with deception is um it's pretty rare. Number 1 <laughs> Baltimore Ravens have arguably the most dynamic quarterback in NFL history in Lamar Jackson, and it's what he does within and outside of the confines of a traditional offense that makes this whole thing go in a way that we've never seen it, and it's now in its second iteration. It is no longer the the domain of Greg Roman. It's in Todd Munkin's hands, and Todd Munkin has put it in Lamar's hands more than the other guy ever did. It's, it's Lamar Jackson force of nature. Uh, we are simpatico. Like I'm not saying Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. I'm saying Lamar Jackson versus this defense. Yes. He's the MVP of the league. That, that's going to be if Lamar Jackson plays the way we've seen him play of late. It's a long day for that defense. Way to take down the ginger gorilla. Yeah, I think the run game being higher, and also the Mike McDonald factor. I mean, how many times have we seen this year alone just him going up against? 
the McVay-Shanahan tree and just finding that game plan that works for this defense. And that has to give Ravens fans a ton of confidence heading into this game against Andy Reid. Coming up next, we want to hear from the people. 410-583-1057. Call us on the WGK Law Guesting Caller Hotline. Your thoughts on this game. Ravens back on the practice field. Marlon and Andrews on the field. You feeling confident? We want to hear from the people. Next, here on The Fan. Ravens getting ready to take on the Chiefs this Sunday, 3 o'clock. Remember Baltimore game day on Central starting at noon at the at the Horseshoe Casino. Myself and Bob Haney, hour number one. Tim Barbley, Finney Serrata, Mike Preston, hours two and three. You can hear Westwood One's coverage of the AFC Championship right here on 105.7 The Fan beginning at 3 o'clock. But let's head out to the phone lines. 410-583-1057, the WGK Law guest and caller hotline. By the way, if you're just tuning in, Marlon Humphrey and Mark Andrews on the practice field. Only Tylen Wallace and Kevin Zeitler not there during media viewing. But let's go back out to the phone lines. Chris is in Delaware. Chris, you're on the fan. Hey, good to talk to you guys. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, So I just – I agree with most of your guys' picks. The six-pack definitely – uh, envelops the reasons why the Ravens will definitely beat the Chiefs. Um, as a Philadelphia Eagle fan, go Birds, because <laughs> we are the Bird Nation. Um, so I hope, obviously, the Ravens win, because I need a Bird to win the Super Bowl uh-huh. to kind of give me some joy. Yeah. But the, the two things that I kind of wanted to add into the six-pack to see where they lie with you guys is, number one, Justin Tucker. Like, I know everyone knows he's great, but a kicker can win you a playoff game just because of his greatness. Um, and then number two, your guys' wide receiver core has upgraded so much. Zay Flower has showed out all year. Odell Beckham has, has put up more than people expected. Where do those two aspects of your guys' game lie with the importance going into this game? Well, the kicker, if Thanks they weren't the up against, yeah, if they weren't up against Butker. Harrison Butker, who's, a top three kicker yeah. in this league and who has kicked consistently in the playoffs and kicked in the elements. Like if they were playing, if he was a dome team, if he kicked in Denver without two, like Arrowhead ain't easy. Mm-hmm. It's weird wins. You're they're, you're in the plains. You, there's nothing deflecting any elements. He's consistently played deep into seasons and consistently hit 50 yard kicks in January and February in the, so if, like against almost any other kicker, I would have put it in there. But like, to me, it's, I don't want to say a wash, but I can't say it's as big of a difference, I think, as some of these other elements. Receivers, well, Jerry it's factory. kind of about the collective. Like, they don't have anybody who would be a bona fide number one. No, and, and like I also, across the board, they don't. I, and, and Kansas City, I'd like, Legereus Need is one of the top corners in all of football. Now, the rest of the secondary, okay, but like, yeah, I, I, and, and as far as Tucker's concerned, he was like, he was others receiving votes. I thought about Tucker. Well, and Kansas City hasn't let great receivers get off, let no. alone go. I mean, Kansas, you can break down the numbers anywhere you want out of whatever personnel grouping you want. Except for one, I'll let Bobby D tell you about yeah. that at five Ooh. o'clock on Friday. He, of course, him. He just sent me a text about something. He's like, "Run these numbers," and it's like the only ones I didn't run. And then I run them. I'm like, "You're an animal." It's like, I'm like, "It's the one thing that Spags' defense sucks against." Really? Uh, yeah, but it wasn't my Jeez. work, so I'm not going to give it away. But against, and that's a personal grouping that most teams don't use all that much. But still, the Ravens do. Like, they've got a great secondary. They're, they're elite. I mean, yards per attempt. You know. Quarterback opposing quarterback rating, their blitz numbers when they do blitz and they blitz a lot, their blitz numbers are great. 
410-583-1057. Let's go back out to the phone lines and take Steve and Easton. Steve, you're on the fan. Hey, guys. How are you today? Hey, there. Thanks. Great. Now, Jason, I may have missed this apology um, from you for about six, I don't know, 10, 12 weeks ago before Carr got hurt. Um, you ragged on him so bad. Not I did being not. A 14. Oh, oh, yeah, you did. You said that he wasn't an impact player. I asked. I asked the question if he was a if he was a playmaker if he was a consistent well, playmaker yeah, for this you team. Did. You, it was a little more harsh than that. And listen, I, okay. we don't all agree, but you were pretty harsh. Go back and listen to it. You were real harsh. I was with a friend, a, another Ravens fan, and I said, "God, I I think a lot of Kyle Harris. I, I think he's got Hamilton's got so much potential. He's just coming into it. He's still learning the game, but he's such a great athlete. He makes athletic plays, and I totally disagreed with you." And then I, I've listened to you the last – I listened to you a lot. You guys are great. But I listened to you the last three or four weeks, and all of a sudden Hamilton moves into this game changer, which you – I'd almost bet you 50 cents that you said he's just not a game changer. He's not an impact player. Those were – I think there was quotes. Well, I, I definitely – I asked the question, is he a playmaker? And at that point, I think there were two games where I saw him make plays that weren't at the line of scrimmage, and there were six that were not. And we, I mean, that's what it was at the time. I didn't say he's a sunk cost. I didn't say Kyle Hamilton's not a good football player. I said you I wanted to, I wanted to see him be used in ways where he could affect the ball in flight, I, I, which wasn't I, happening I, to that point. I think everyone I, should I, be thanking you yes. because since that yeah, point, he, he, he made bu- first team All like, Pro. You can't tell me that maybe people. He heard it. You can't maybe tell me that if we did first team All Pro the second week of October, I'm sorry, like he he wasn't a shoe in then, like. Not saying he wasn't. Effect- I didn't like the way he was being used. Okay. Well, I I agree with you. We all think he's moved into a position. He's still a young player, but I thought you were so harsh on him. I wanted to call you then, but I did. I thought you know. I now I have the uh, opportunity. It really wasn't about him. Oh. It really wasn't about him. It was about he was drafted to do certain things, right? And so at some point, you got to find out: Is this guy going to be able to cover some of the better tight ends in the league? Downfield. Is he going to be put in center field more? Is he going to be put back there playing halvesies where he can affect the ball in flight? That wasn't happening early in the year. No doubt in and your he mind, he missed though, a fair amount of tackles. On the record, he was worth the 14th pick at this point. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no question. This is, this is it. Yeah. This is the unicorn. This is that, the unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like that. And one of the reasons. And we discussed it earlier in the show. Is that there's never been anybody like him that can do what he does. There's no comp. Yeah, not for what that you know what I mean. Not for what he was built yes. as. Which he not, which he which since the middle of the season he's been consistently. Let's go to Joe in Hanover. Joe, you're on the fan. Hey Ken, how you guys doing? Good mm. man. Great discussion so far. So um, my confidence level in the Ravens winning this game. Uh, I, I preface that with I've been a Ravens fan since they got here. Well, after the first year or so, <laughs> I couldn't be a Ravens fan when their first game because it was like, man, that's the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it was Same weird. Happened to us, yada yada. But anyway, what you were talking about now that we know Andrews is going to definitely be available, and um, the defensive guy who is it, Marlon Humphreys. Yeah, Marlon. So my confidence is that's just that's just two more weapons, man. You know, to to like dismantle. The Chiefs. So, um, and your six-pack talk was excellent. I oh, agree with you. all that stuff. The Ravens have a, a huge advantage. And I'll, I'll finish with this. If, if they don't win this game, the only way they lose this game, let's say, 
is they beat themselves. Turnovers in the red zone. You know, Lamar have a terrible day with a couple interceptions, you know, and definitely if they're in the red zone, that's the only way. But I don't see it happening from what I've seen in the last, God, I could go back five, six games, and especially last week's game against Houston. It was just a flawless game, I thought. I mean, Lamar was awesome. The whole team was awesome. No, oh, well, no, and Joe, appreciate the call. I think Lamar was awesome in the second half. The first half was... It was rusty. Yeah, it, yeah, it was It was rough. We, Aditi mentioned that yesterday, I think. She's talking about the rust. Hey, coming up next, it's a Wednesday. And what's a Wednesday without our buddy Tim Murray? We'll get his best bets next here on The Fence. It's a Wednesday, so time to head out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline, where we're joined by our buddy Tim Murray from VEASAN. And Tim, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Let's start with the obvious, and that is the AFC Championship game. And what are you liking here? So, word on the street is that JLC doesn't want to fly out to Vegas? That's absolutely <laughs> That is he's a thousand percent he's true. I don't want to, that's not, nothing against... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We all know baseball is a long season. I'm Brett Boone from the Brett Boone Podcast. This summer, take a trip down memory lane with me and hear from the legends of the game. So far this year, I've had conversations with Randy Johnson, Pete Rose, Deion Sanders. Plus, every week we look at the state of Major League Baseball, which teams are exceeding expectations, which ones are struggling to meet them. Follow and listen to the Brett Boone Podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Vegas. No. I don't want to fly anywhere. Yeah. I don't want to fly like 35 minutes to Boston. I'd take the train for six hours. He wants a bullet train. All right. I mean, I should be I, able to get out there in eight hours on a train if we were truly a, a country with the infrastructure we should have. I, I made the drive. Um, you know, God, it's coming up on four years. So, I mean, I know the route. So I took a little longer route. I had the dog in the back, but you can make it here in a couple of days. Soon yeah. as, uh, you leave on you know Friday after work, get a couple stops on your way. You make it out here, no problem. I'd the do drive, a Greyhound. The drive, the drive home. Oh God! <laughs> it probably stops everywhere though. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, I t- that BWI. How about trailways? To, the BWI to Vegas on on Southwest. Man, I, I've flown that probably twenty times yeah. since I've moved out here. How many easy. times did the door blow easy off? Easy peasy. That would be zero. Zero? Yeah. yeah. Zero. Okay. zero. You were yeah. lucky. How many emergency <laughs> landings? Count yourself <laughs> among the lucky how, ones. How many emergency landings, Tim? How much turbulence? Uh a little turbulence yeah. at the end. There you go. Turbulence. A little turbulence. Yeah. All I right. don't do turbulence. Um, He'll pop a so, Zan. He'll be fine. Yeah, you're fine. We're yeah, getting him some ambient. Get a, I usually just get a couple couple glasses of red in me, and then yeah. you just zonk out. I might have to talk to HR. I might have to have a medical exemption. Melissa Kim, I think. <laughs> I think Melissa Kim should go in my stead. <laughs> um, all right, so you know, looking at this point spread, um, we did see some Baltimore action come in because uh, this line is up to four. Uh, what's interesting is a uh, couple uh, – I got a text uh, from – 
I would consider a, a sharp better. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me that early in the week they they laid the, the short money line price, which was like minus one. I think at the time minus one like sixty five. It's out to minus two hundred at a lot of spots. So look, it, it seems like early on. The money is on Baltimore in this spot, you know, getting bet up on the money line. Now, we'll see how the week goes. Um, I would think the points are going to become quite tantalizing to a lot of folks out there who are uh, maybe not bleeding purple like most of your listenership is. But uh, look, the the stats are what they are. The record is what it is. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I believe, is now 9-1-1 ATS as an underdog. Pretty decent stretch there for uh, for for Mr. Mahomes, but I like Baltimore in this spot. Um, you know, I laid some money line on Baltimore. I'm going to see if it comes back down, see if we can attack it again. But I, I think they're the better team. Do I want to take the points? Not necessarily, but I I just think Baltimore's the better team. You know, through and through. Uh, liked what I saw today that Marlon Humphrey was practicing. Uh, Joe Tooney certainly seems like he is questionable at best uh, if he's going to be able to go all pro left guard for the Kansas City Chiefs and you know you guys could speak to this much more than I can but I I just don't think I think Mike McDonald is going to be smart enough to say hmm probably don't let Travis Kelsey you know get open for 75 yards with the linebackers that the Ravens have so uh, I just think Baltimore right now with the way that they're humming uh, I, I think they take care of business on Sunday, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, they're going to be here in Vegas. I have to to ask you this though, because I'm mm-hmm. I'm monitoring this pretty closely, right? And I make okay. picks over at CBS Sportsline, and I think there's about 25 people who do it. And I'm looking at these internal emails, and everybody's you know putting out their exact you know pick for the game, exact score. I have not seen one come in for Kansas City. Like I read really? a lot of I read a lot of betting press. Like I don't really see anybody making the case for Kansas City. Like, I'm looking at, you know, the money, 65% on uh, the Ravens, the public, 51% on the Ravens. But, like, I'm kind of like, wait a minute, these dudes are 13-3 and in the playoffs. And, like, I haven't seen Chiefs' money line above plus 170 yet. But, like, I'm just wondering if if this sentiment is so Ravens-heavy. I'm just wondering if it continues in that direction. Like I'm kind of thinking, if this thing gets to plus one eighty, plus one eighty five, I may have to sprinkle there. Like they've that's this ain't your ordinary bear in the playoffs on the other sideline. No, no doubt. I mean, and you know, for full disclosure, over at Vison, we have we have a picks page as well, and uh, so far I think seven registered picks have come in, and five of them are on on the Chiefs plus the points. Uh, so, you, you but know, nobody's you know, picking them to win this game. Um, I I can't find any, it. I haven't seen any money lines come in. I'll just yeah. I'll say that. Um, so far we haven't seen the the money lines flowing in. So, yeah, I mean, the beauty of gambling is that you know you're going to be intrigued by by some you know juicy numbers and you know we, we you know out here in Vegas plus one seventy five is readily available on the Kansas City Chiefs uh, to grab them. So I if I had to guess. Jason, because it's Wednesday, mm-hmm. majority of bets will start to file in on, on Saturday and Sunday. I think you'll start to see a bunch of Kansas City money line come in. And I think this will be bet kind of like the Super Bowl, where it'll be Kansas City money line and Baltimore spread. I don't think there's going to be a lot of your casual bettors. Now, look, 
we have so many entities nowadays. I work at one, you, you know, do yep. work for another. Like there are so many entities out there with gambling content. So you, you kind of get a misconception, maybe a little bit of, uh, of the way people are thinking. Um, but I think as we get closer to the game, your, your average better is going to look at KC on the money line. And then if you like Baltimore, you're going to want to lay, lay it with the Baltimore Ravens. So we could get to a situation where the books might want, you know, Kansas city to cover and Baltimore to win outright to try to, you know, thread that needle, so to speak. But uh, yeah, I just, I I don't really want to get involved with the points because it is Patrick Mahomes. It is Superman over there. It is, you know, one of the best quarterbacks ever walked the face of this planet. And he, you know, was, was able to do what he did last week. You know, I I think what's also interesting too, guys is, um, you know, I'm not a, guy but as you get closer to the Super Bowl and there's less things to bet I'm just so fascinated by both of these quarterbacks and what they're going to do on the ground uh this upcoming weekend right you know Patrick Mahomes has had a knack for you know creating plays with his legs he's he's so smart he knows how to get that extra yard mm-hmm. to maybe try to you know he knows that he's not going to get hit he's going to slow up a little bit maybe not full on Josh Allen but he's going to slow up got to try to get that extra yard and we've seen both of their props at least at DraftKings bet up throughout the week yesterday Patrick Mahomes rushing yards was 25 and a half it's out to 27 and a half today. Lamar Jackson yesterday was 62 and a half. It's out to 64 and a half. And, you know, Lamar, you know, going for 100 plus last week, a guy that I believe eclipsed this number only three times during the regular season. But that'll be a very popular bet to go over on Lamar rushing yards. And I, I can't go under because I, to me, it feels like, guys, and correct me if I'm wrong, hey, man, you know, as what. What was it uh, in in Waterboy when Brent Musburger was like, only got you know only got one game left. You know it feels like you're going to see Lamar utilize his legs a little bit more. Uh, certainly come twenty four twenty one. That's what I'm hoping on. Just give me twenty twenty one twenty one late and have it not end on a safety, and I'm good. I'm over. <laughs> Tim, let's finish with the NFC Championship. Much bigger yep. spread here. Niners favored by seven. What side are you leaning? Yeah, so uh, this was an interesting one, Tim. So we saw we saw a six and a half come up uh, earlier this week. That got scooped, so back to seven, seven across the board. So San Francisco, that touchdown favorite. I think more so, JLC. You were mentioning how you felt like everybody was picking um, was picking the Ravens. I, I think this is going to be a very popular dog situation, and I think multiple facets. Right, you look at this Detroit Lions team. Uh, they were able to cover last week. I was on the wrong side of that. I had the Bucks plus six and a half. If we had gotten a defensive pass interference on a two point conversion, maybe you know <laughs> our life is a little different. Regardless, uh, but the Lions have reemerged as as America's team. Right here we are again. The kneecap biters. People want to see Detroit in the Super Bowl and San Francisco. Let's be honest. Let's have a real conversation. They probably should have lost on Saturday night to the Green Bay Packers. They figured out a way to win. People are spending all week long talking about how Brock Purdy is is the worst quarterback in the championship games. They're probably accurate on that assessment. But uh, And you've got the Debo Samuel injury. That's just kind of percolating over everybody's head. So, you know, Tim, it's really intriguing to look at that seven and want to gravitate towards that seven. I have not bet this game yet. Uh, my initial feel was was to go with the uh, with the San Francisco 49ers, but 
Um, you know, we will see. I mean, I, I do think you you came away from Saturday night thinking, man, you know, is this is this San Francisco team that we felt was you know infallible? Have do they have a yeah. bit of a have they been knocked down a peg a little bit? And grabbing a full touchdown in a playoff game is certainly tantalizing. Uh, early betting splits, if you want to want to know, at DraftKings, sixty three percent of bets on the Detroit Lions. So uh, you know, take that for what you will. The very popular dog last week was the Houston Texans. Everybody thought yeah. that was too many points, and what happened there? Ravens, as you all know, absolutely pummeled them in the second half. Tim Murray, let the people know about what's going on at Visa. Yeah, each weeknight, catch me from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, we'll talk more about it, Baltimore. But when you take care of business this weekend, uh, everyone come on out. We'll say hello. We'll have a, we'll have a grand old time at the Circa uh, down there in, uh, in downtown Vegas. But we'll, we won't put the cart before the horse yet. Let's take care of business this weekend. I'll have Melissa but, uh, Kim bring well, I, a crab I cake was, out for me. I was going to say, if they win, we'll drag Jason on the plane. Yes. I might not make it to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very early morning flight. I'm not worried. Getting up is not the problem. Getting me to BWI might be the problem. <laughs> Tim, thanks as always, buddy. We'll talk next week. All right, boys. See you. Hey, coming up next, Ravens speaking today before practice. Let's hear from Roquan Smith. Maybe some John Harbaugh, Kyle Hamilton next here on The Fan. Yeah, man. Talking with Jack uh, day in and day out. I just know his mindset, how excited he is about to show the world exactly who he is, uh, play in and play out, and just the way he's leading the uh, offense and the things he's able to do with the football. And like I've always said, since I've been here, I'm just grateful that I'm playing with him and not against him because it's definitely a handful and he can beat you in so many different ways. So I'm just happy to be a part of it and happy that he's on my team. Troquan Smith speaking to the media today, talking about Lamar's mindset right now. And all we've heard now, Jason, since basically since near the end of the regular season, is how locked in Lamar Jackson is. And that continues to be the case as we head into this game. Um, it's been a magical season, and he's found a way to uh, do something again that almost nobody's done. Right, two MVPs by age twenty-seven. Uh, he's done it in two different systems, and he's had multiple games this year where you look at it, and he it it is a it's a historic performance. He's doing things. People have never done before, including just last week, where despite the rust in the first mm-hmm. half, he becomes the first player in NFL history, not NFL playoff history, in NFL history, to run for two, to pass for at least two, to run for 100 yards, and to have a quarterback rating over 100. <laughs> we talked about this last week in the fact that these type of seasons just don't come around all that often, where it seems like the stars are really aligning for this football team. Lamar having an MVP year, countless young players uh, having breakout seasons. You have a lot of veterans on one-year deals, and it was aces on pretty much all of them. I mean, everything is really playing out for him. And Lamar did a piece with Jeff Zerebeck, covers the Ravens for The Athletic recently, and he kind of acknowledged as much. And even though he's 27, he, he said to Jeff, look, I'm not getting any younger. Like, this is a prime. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny him saying that. Yeah. But it, it's a prime opportunity, and he recognizes that. More from Roquan Smith. Uh, what about facing Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we all know he's in the elite quarterback, uh, does everything well. Um, I think personally, uh, just his his ability to be able to read coverages as well as uh, extend plays, extend plays with his legs. Uh, and then, you know, if you're not plastering, being able to throw it down the field and can hurt you that way. So he's a great quarterback. We all know that. But 
so are we on defense. So let's see. As you said yesterday, Jason, the off uh, off script stuff. He talked about with his legs. Yeah, and look, I thought he would run a little bit more against the Bills than he did, especially with them being a little bit depleted and without some of their best runaround linebackers. He had one critical foray. He went 24 yards down the sideline. I think originally it was about 35, and then he brought it back. Right, They respotted it. But like that was a massive play in that game. It took him from kind of fighting for short yardage around midfield to already mid-red zone and ended up being a, a critical scoring play for them, um, setting up a critical scoring play for them. So, yeah, you, you can have every you could do everything right. You'd have the perfect call. Everybody could follow their alignment to a T. You could have everything set up to shut them down, doing anything other than him making two people miss in the pocket and then scrambling for 30 yards like it's there he has an an an, an elite athletic skill set across the board. We see it on a weekly basis of him just pulling the Houdini act and heck go back to the Jacksonville game guys with the Isaiah likely play where I'm blanking on the Jaguars defensive lineman that you know he hits him after yeah. play gets up he's like dude like what what the heck else can we do? And he gets that long completion, puts him in the red zone, then they score a few plays later. One more. Let's hear from Kyle Hamilton. And then one of the keys to this game has got to be defending Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, he's a great player in our league, and he's been a great player for as long as I can remember, as long as I've been uh, watching him at this level. And he's earned every ounce of respect that he's gotten to this point, and it's going to be a challenge. Um, I'm part of the plan to hopefully take him away, but... It's a team effort at the same time. You know, we got to have guys up front rushing the quarterback, make it uh, unclear on Mahomes, and then in the back end, you know, it's not going to be man to man the whole game. We got to have guys in the right spots, guys attached to him, that kind of stuff. Uh, we expect him to be a big part Quite of it, a bit. don't we? And sometimes he'll help, and sometimes he won't, and sometimes he'll be playing, you know, uh, as part of an umbrella coverage way off the line of scrimmage, and somebody else will be engaged with. Uh, with Kelsey closer to the line of scrimmage, but I, I think they're going to see plenty of each other, and I think it's absolutely going to be one of the most critical matchups in this football game. Inside Access here on a Wednesday. Coming up next, remember, this is the first AFC Championship game played in Baltimore since 1971. And joining us next, a man who played in that game, former Baltimore Colt, former coach at Alabama, Bill Curry joins us next here on The Fan. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 